Hi, welcome back. I'm your host, Robin, and you are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. Did you know that you have been called to be a light in this dark world that we are living in? So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. I am so grateful and so thankful. This has been um, yet another challenging time, another challenging week for me. And to be honest with you, um, I had some struggles for the last couple of days. I had been having some headaches and I didn't understand what it was. I was like, I can't be stressed out. But then maybe again, I was. I kept thinking, well, maybe my blood pressure is elevated as well. So, you know, um, just been going through a lot of different things. Um, and some may not even know, but as I prepare to do these podcasts, usually I experience what I'm preparing. And so, um, Today, I am going to be talking about what does your house look like? House being in quotation marks. Earlier this week, I released a post about the topic that I was going to be talking about this evening. And it was a picture of a room that had all this stuff in it cluttered on the floor, on the bed. You Matter of fact, you couldn't even see the bed in the picture. And then on the other side, it had a picture where it was the same room, but it was clean. But literally what was done was, was that everything that was on the floor was pushed up under the bed. And so when I saw it, it got me to thinking about what I'm talking about tonight what does your house look like and so um how many times do we try to take the easier route with things you know um especially when we know that we have a mess everywhere why do why is the first place we want to do is shove it up under the bed or throw it in the closet um so that you give off the appearance that or the perception that is clean when it really isn't. That's just a lot like how we are. Sometimes we want to give off a perception like we just got it all together. And in that moment, so that we don't look a certain kind of way or we're not exposed um, and we don't want people judging us. So, but we got clutter, we got mess, our lives is just in a, a disarray. Um, but is this a place where God can come and sit with you? Is your house a place where he can come and sit with you? Would he even want to come and visit you? We know that he's with us and he's for us and he loves us. So I'm not saying that God is not with you by no means because he's with all of us. If you choose for him to be with you, um, is he truly welcome to your house? Does God even have a key to access your house? I know I'm going to let that just kind of sit with you for a minute um, because it was just. When I started to think about this, these were the things, the questions that was popping up in my in my mind when I 
when I started to think about this topic. And like I said, how many times do we have the appearance like we have it all together because we don't want to be exposed that we don't have it all together? And so when you think about a house, think about the components of your house. A temple, for example, which the temple was a sacred meeting place. Your house should be a safe haven and a sacred place, um, which is no different. So your house in the natural should be a safe haven for you. But your spirit house should be a sacred place for God to meet with you. I know. I just said a mouthful. It ain't me, y'all. It's the Holy Spirit tonight because to be truthful with you, I only wrote a few things down on my paper, but I'm going to talk about it. So let's keep on going here. So when you think about the components of your house, one of the things that came to mind was rest. We are supposed to keep the Sabbath, but because we've been conditioned and trained that, you know, we go to church on Sunday, you know, most people don't work on Sunday, but the Sabbath is really Saturday. God made everything in six days and on the seventh day he rested. He rested in himself to take a look back at what he created and everything he made was good and he was happy about what he made. So he rested. Are you resting? And are you resting in him and his word? So when you think about your house, Is it a place where, let's just say in the natural, is it a place of peace? Is it a place of comfort? When you have people over, are they comfortable? Do they feel welcome? It's no different than your spiritual house. Is God welcome? Would he even be comfortable? You know, um, can he even find rest in there? You know, and I know that's interesting in itself. The next thing I thought about was our heart. Because that is the place where he should be at. That's the that's the place where his throne should be at is our heart. It's a place for him to sit and dwell with us. So think about your house in the natural. What are you furnishing it with? Do you have a specific place? Do you have a prayer closet? Do you have a place in your home where you that's that's your place where you and God meet at at a designated time um, of the day? Um, what do you do in that space? And our heart is no different. Is it a place where he can come and sit? and dwell with us you know and i just thought about that i was just like and the thing i think that came to mind 
because I'm a very visual person. So the picture that came to mind to me was think about a chair sitting in the middle of a room. And that seat only holds one person. That is what I thought about when I thought about my heart. And is it a place where God can come and dwell? Do I have a seat specifically for him to be able to come in and sit with me and commune with me and and talk with me? And, you know, can I go to him in that place? Have I prepared it? Is it or does it when he get there, he have to remove stuff out of the way before he can even take a seat? Think about this, y'all. In the natural, would you want to really go visit someone at their home? And then when you got in the house, you had to move stuff just to even sit down on the couch. I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm real funny about people's kitchens and bathrooms. Those should be the two most cleanest places in your house, your kitchen and your bathroom. If I come in the door. And I already got to move stuff to sit down. And it's unlikely that I'm going to the bathroom while I'm visiting or eating something if you offer it to me or even drinking something if you offer it to me. That's just me, y'all. I don't know about any of the rest of y'all, but that's just me. Okay. Um, and that's, that's my truth and I'm sticking to it because when you come to my house, you're not moving stuff out of the way to have a seat. You won't be afraid to drink out of a glass if I offer you something to drink. You won't be afraid to go use the restroom if you need to go use the restroom when you come to my house. Why? Because I am when I tell you that if if you want to aggravate me, that is one thing that will definitely aggravate me. Someone who you see them out and they're all together. Hair in place. I mean, and they dress to the nine, but they house is filthy and nasty. I'm good. I pass. Okay. And so it's no different with our spiritual houses. Is it cluttered with a bunch of stuff and God has to move stuff out of the way just to even have a seat? He uncomfortable. I'm just, well, he may not be, you know, because he loves us in spite of whatever we got going on. But this is Robin's terms, for lack of better terms, speaking how he might feel if he had to move stuff out of the way just to take a seat and talk with you. Um, Your diet. What are you eating? In the natural, you prepare food when you're hungry. What do you do for your spiritual house? Are you feeding on his word? Are you worshiping? Are you praying? That is your communication with him. Prayer. So are you are you talking with him? So not only 
when he comes to your house to visit you. You don't have no place for him to sit. It's cluttered. You, you can't even offer him nothing to drink. Because your glasses is nasty, you know, so you ain't had no conversation with him today. What y'all talking about? Y'all going to sit there and look at each other. It's no different if I come to your house in the natural. And you don't offer me nothing to drink. You don't offer me nothing to eat. I mean, come on, let's just. Have real talk right here. You know, it's no different than when God comes to our house. We should have a place already prepared for him. That is inviting. That's welcoming. He shouldn't have to wait until we get stuff situated. And then he can come in. No, but the good thing about the Lord is, is that. He's not like people. So in the natural, folks will write you off. They will cut you off and everything else when your life ain't in perspective. But God wants that mess. But why is it that every time he comes to sit with you, it's a mess? Why can't he just come and sit with you and you be in a place of worship. You be in a place of gratitude. You be in a place of where you're just thanking him and praising him for what he did even today for you. Not what he did yesterday, but what he did today. And do we really just think about the fact that why do we always bring junk to him, but we don't have worship for him? That's just me. I'm talking out loud, y'all. Okay, the next thing I thought about was, and I kind of touched on this a little bit. Is it clean? So now in the natural, if your house is not clean, trust me. It's only going to take one time and I see it. I'm not coming back to visit. And then I might tell you, you need to clean that up. I'm not coming back over here. You can't keep a clean house. I'm not coming to visit you. And I have no problem with telling you that. I was raised by my grandmother. And when I tell you summer break, spring break, we'd be in there washing woodwork, floorboards, windows, Taking curtains down, washing them, ironing them when they come out the dryer, rehanging them back up to painting and all kind of stuff. My grandmother didn't play that. And you could come anywhere in her house and eat anywhere comfortably with no problems. She didn't play having no dirty kitchen, no dirty bathroom. Oh, and you can best cool believe you ain't get up and come downstairs to eat breakfast in your pajamas. You got dressed before you came downstairs. The bed was made before you came downstairs. 
she done played them kind of games. So that was how I was raised. That's how I raised my children as well. It's no different. So when you think about clean and your spiritual house being clean, think about toxins. And toxins for your body is like poison. So you have to get rid of that waste. So what are some things in your life that is toxic, that is causing issues, that keeps you separated from the one who created you? I could think of a lot of different things. Sin and sin can be a number of different things, you know, Um, but that is definitely one thing that will keep you bound, so to speak. And keep you from wanting to commune with your creator, your heavenly father, because you know that you're not living right. You know that you haven't done the right thing. You know, but that's where forgiveness comes in. That's where grace and mercy comes in. You know, we get that new daily. And so even with that, it's no different. So our natural house is the same way. If you don't clean it up, you're going to have bugs. It's going to smell. No different than our spiritual house. And when you have not been doing what you have been called to do, oh, trust and believe. The enemy and his minions, they can sniff that out. And it's a scent. That draws them to you because what has happened is is you've left the door open for them to come in and start having a field day. And then you have to take junk back to God for him to fix. It's really no different. You know, through scripture, we know that God values our bodies. Our bodies are said to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are called to take care of and honor God's temple. God's word leads us to use our bodies and the gifts he has given us to achieve the will, his will. And and so the temple, which is our our spiritual house. It is an edifice or a place dedicated to the service or worship of a deity. God. It was a place where sacrifices were made. Do you have an altar that you can go lay some things out before him that you need burnt up? That you need to be purified and cleansed of? Is there an altar on in your heart for him? It was a sanctuary for God to dwell with you holy. So our bodies have been called the temple of the Lord and we are to be holy as he is holy. Now, good thing for us, he don't turn his back on us. He said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Even when people count you out, even when people walk away from you, God will not do that. And so your house, even if it's a mess, it don't always have to be a mess. 
because the person who created you is there waiting for you to bring everything to him. And so when I started to think about the house in the natural and in the spirit, the thing that came to mind was initially back then they had the tabernacle and the tabernacle went everywhere with them. So wherever they went, they took the tabernacle. Wherever God told them to sit the tabernacle, that's where they would sit and he would dwell wherever they were. And then some time after that, they no longer not really no longer had the t- the tabernacle, but they had a temple. And the temple was a place where you could go worship and you could go learn. Just like I said, it's an edifice or a place dedicated to the service or worship of a deity. There was an altar in the temple. It was a sanctuary where God would come and dwell. Now he has us. We are living beings with his spirit down upon in us down on the inside of us i'm sorry and we should be a walking and breathing example of who lives within us our house our spirit house our spirit man should be a reflection of who created us? I know. <laughs> we should see our temple as a gift and a sacred place. No different than your natural house. The things that you do to make it look good is the same thing you should do for your spiritual house. Your natural house should not look any better than your spiritual house because your natural house is temporal. Your spiritual house is eternal. And so your spiritual house should look way better than your natural house. You should give your spiritual house the same effort that you give to your natural house. You know, we go have it landscape. So, you know, the yard look nice. You know, we put nice furniture in it. We got it painted real pretty colors. We got it decorated, you know, really nice. We got all these pictures and stuff like that up on the walls where it's talking about blessed and faith and hope. But what is your spiritual house look like? And is God really dwelling In that place, because there should be a manifestation of who's in you that will be a reflection in the natural. And so this was something that I uncovered because y'all know I'm the Google queen. I Google everything. And I tell y'all this all the time. And so. I uncovered this. We are a meeting place between heaven and earth to bring other people in 
to commune with God. I know. I'm going to let you sit on that one for a minute. Because I had to sit on it for a minute. I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Hold on. We are a meeting place between heaven and earth. So that tells you that your spiritual house should be clean. Should be an example of who's in you, who's living within you. You got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when you think about your house, you think about how you should avoid things that would cause you to be separated from God. So now, when you think about your natural house, you're not going to just let any and everybody in your house. For one, any and everybody might not be excited for you. So, you know, people love to hate. People always want something to talk about. And so you're not going to want somebody to rob or break into your house that you worked so hard to have. Right. And so. It's no different than your spiritual house. You should avoid things and people if it's going to cause you to be separated from your creator. Now, you ain't got to avoid everybody, y'all. I ain't saying that. That's why I said last week, are there lessons or blessings? Because if it's a lesson, then you want to learn that lesson real quick and let's keep it moving. But you don't want to be persuaded or you don't want to be around people who are not like-minded, who are going to help keep you accountable, keep you in the right place, you know, um, on and help you go in the right direction. They're cheering you on. They're encouraging you. They're giving you a word of wisdom. You know, so many different things um, that they're doing. Because two are always better than one. Yes, we know that we have the, we know we have God with us. And he wants to be wherever you are. He goes wherever you go. You know, and that was the other thing that just kind of sat with me a little bit was wherever we go, God wants to go. Wherever we are, God wants to be there with us. And I just sat there for a minute as I when I wrote that down, because it was just almost like, man. That is so powerful in itself that. Everywhere we go, he wants to go. Everywhere we are, he wants to be there with us. So even when your house in the natural is a mess, as well as your spiritual house being a mess, God still wants to be there with you. 
doesn't matter to him. And luckily for us, he ain't like people. Because if he was like people, wouldn't nobody be sitting there with you in your mess? At least not without talking about you behind your back to Susie down the street or to one of y'all other friends because we have that too. And so when you just think about as you going throughout the rest of your week, think about the places that you're going. Think about the people that you're around. Think about what it is that you're doing. Think about would it be someplace that God would want to be? Would he even want to come visit? Is he even welcome? Did you even give him a key? We give our keys to a whole lot of other people. Do you give God a key? Does he have full access to everything that you have? Because, you know, it's so funny in the natural. We'll give people that are not worthy or deserving access to things that they don't need access to. But we won't give that access to God. It's mind blowing that we would do that. But at the same time, again, Luckily for us, he ain't like human people. Because if that was the case, we would all be in a world of trouble, to be truthful. And so as you go about your week, the rest of the week, think about that. Think about, is this a place that God can come and sit with me? Would he even want to come and sit with me? Is he really welcome? And did I really give him access? Those are things that you should always ask yourself. And I hope that that is something that you will think about as you go about your days. Um, so the same effort that you put into your natural house of keeping it clean, um, entertaining people, you know, um, putting stuff in it to your liking. Think about your spiritual house. Give that the same effort. That you give to your natural house. Because your natural is temporal. But your spirit is eternal. I, you know, when I thought about this. I thought about what would I say? You know, um, because there's so many different components of this. But the ones that I touched on, are you resting your heart diet? Is it clean? You know, those are key. They're very important um, to how you move about and how things go for you. And so, you know, again, 
let it be a place. So just as you treat your house as a, it should be a place of a safe haven for you, a place of peace, a place that is comforting. When people come to visit, do they really feel welcome when they come to your house? Do they feel comfortable? Can they just be free to be themselves? It's no different with God and our spiritual, you know, house as well. And so, you know, let me just tell you, that's actually all I have. But before I go, I just want to share a couple things with you. Um, If you haven't had an opportunity to buy the second edition um, of my first published, self-published book, it is out on Amazon. I'm just so excited about what God is even doing with the book. Um, I took my time with it last year and truly happy with the final product. The book um, (laughs) is a short read, depending on how fast or how slow you read, but it's a short read. Um, I believe it's a timely word. And truthfully, um, the heart behind it, it took me 12 years to write it. That meant it took me 12 years to come into agreement with God's word for my life um, in order for me to be able to put it on some paper and let alone get it out for somebody else to read it. Um, but if you haven't gotten a copy, you should get a copy of it. Matter of fact, you should bless somebody else with a copy of it because it is truly a blessing. Um, and I'm just excited. And also, because I'm on this platform now, um, the podcast is available on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Live, Apple, Google, Spotify, Breaker. There's just a few of the other platforms that it is available on. You know, you can share. Um, you can always catch it on one of those other platforms. I'm just grateful and so thankful for the support, the love. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm in awe still yet of what God is doing. Um, And he has truly been blowing my mind the last month or so. And so I'm just excited and I'm so grateful and thankful for you all tuning in. I pray that the rest of your week is Or it excels and exceeds the beginning part of the week Um, and that you are blessed beyond measure. Know that I'm praying for you. Know that um, I want nothing but peace and blessings to you and for you as well. But again, remember, think about your house and think about is it a place? that God has access to 100%, not just the parts that you want him to have access to, but totally, because unlike man, he doesn't care about the mess. He's going to fix that if you allow him to fix it. But be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Robin. Join me next week. I don't know what the topic is going to be, 
but I pray that this blessed you um, and that you have